0: everybody. How you doing? And welcome to episode number 81 of the John Riley Project. Today is Monday, October 14th, 2019. We are broadcasting as we always do from the city in the country, Poway, California. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher, thanks for joining us. Hey, we're going to talk all about the political protesters here in Poway. You know, we got a group of Trump supporters, a group of anti-Trump people, and they are out on the streets and yesterday we had a great chance to go meet with them and we talked to them and we're going to share a lot of that here today. And you know, I I talk about this podcast, it's a really a celebration of the ideas of life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And when I talk about, you know, liberty, it's about having the freedom to, to make choices, having the right of free speech, free expression, it's so important in a free society that you can be able to speak your mind and do it in a peaceful way, and that's what we're, we're going to get into with these protesters. It was, just, it was just incredible. It was a great experience we had yesterday. Out on the streets. But, um, you yeah, know, what else is going on in my world? I always like to give you a little insight. What's happening with me? Uh, Saturday night, I joined my friend Larry and we went out to the San Diego State-Wyoming game at San Diego County Credit Union Stadium, the former Qualcomm Stadium. And Man, we had a great time. And I'll tell you what, the people that tailgate out there before those Aztec games are very serious, very hardcore about their tailgating, you know? And I remember when I used to go to the Charger games, it was the same way. And man, these people are just, they bring, they pull a, pull no stops, you know, in terms of bringing out amazing food and drink. There's a people across the, the uh, I guess we can call it a street because the way people set up their enclaves, it's almost like they're thoroughfares. But the people across the street from us had this San Diego State Aztec bar that they set up with all the Aztec logos, and they had the can like not really even a canopy; it was more of a cabana over the top of it with uh, bar stools, and it was fabulous. And we walked up the um, um, you know the road, which is you know in the parking lot at Qualcomm, and. Other people, man, they had the professional DJ there. Man, they were playing some old-school um, 70s and 80s Jackson 5 and Michael Jackson, you know, from the Thriller album. And, man, it was just – it was happening. That was – it was just a great environment. So if you ever had a chance to go, please do. And, you know, those days are limited because, you know, they're going to bulldoze that stadium here in the sometime in the near future. Not sure exactly which year. And they're going to hopefully be building a brand-new stadium – for the Aztec football program, and they're going to be expanding, you know, the, the campus for San Diego State University. But I just had a great time. And the game itself, the Aztecs, they were down 14-3 in the second quarter, and they ended up winning the thing 26-22 with a touchdown with a couple of minutes left in the game. So I had a great time. Um, so anyways, then on Sunday we, you know, went out there. Zeke and I, you know, Zeke does a lot of my video work, and he's a great young man, and he and I went out to the intersection – of Twin Peaks Road and Pomerado Road here in Poway to really get a chance to meet these protesters, and I have been driving past these folks for a while now, you know, and it's and I never really quite figured out their schedule until recently, and they're always out there on Sunday mornings, and they set up shop, and on one corner it had always been a pretty consistent group of people that were there protesting President Trump, um, and you know, they weren't necessarily supporting an alternative, but they were definitely uh, protesting against Donald Trump. And and they had their signs out there, their placards. And then recently, maybe within the last month or so, um, we saw a group of pro-Trump people on the opposite street corner, and they've been slowly building their base. And, and you know, I have been driving past these people, and I was always curious, and it just seemed the timing wasn't right for me to go and meet with them. And, and then I was on one of the Facebook groups here in Poway called Poway Underground, and someone had raised the notion of the Trump supporters, and there's one individual which we'll talk about. His name is Russell. He, he's very active. He protests all—not really protests. He showcases his support for President Trump in various locations around our city. And the people in Poway Underground were going, well, hey, it's cool that he's protesting, but, you know, what's his end game? I mean, the election for Trump isn't going to be in, for like another 13, 14 months, you know? So people were questioning it. And I had mentioned online that, you know, I had considered doing an interview. And and then immediately you know, I was kind of, everyone would say, okay, when are you doing the interview? So um, I said, all right, okay, I kind of put my foot in the mouth there. So, okay, I'll go do it. So... Zeke and I went out there, I volunteered, and just really glad I did. It was an incredible experience. I mean, um, there was a lot of good, a little bit of bad, and a certain amount of ugly. <laughs> and I'll, I'll break it down for you. Um, but the history there on that street corner, it's interesting, is back in the Bush administration, George W. Bush um, there were protesters on that very same street corner as the anti Trump people, and they were protesting against President Bush and the Iraq War. And, you know, it was really mostly against the war at the time. And I remember I used to go by those folks, and I'm, you know, very much, you know, for a more modest foreign policy. I was very anti Iraq War. So I'd always give them a honk and, and support them and uh, love that. But then. They, they, unfortunately, they disappeared after President Obama was elected. And um, you know, because Obama got elected, he expanded the war in Afghanistan. He extended the war much longer than he had promised as a candidate. You know, he promised to get out of Iraq by May of 2010 and didn't get out of Iraq until December of 2011, you know, based on the agreement. That was set up prior to his administration. And, and then, even at that point, he wanted to stay longer. And then, near the end of his presidency, he sent more people in. And then, also during the Obama administration, there were drone bombings all over the Middle East. And I'm thinking, where in the heck were these people before? Um, but I, I got in there and I ended up learning a lot. You know, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about it, but basically, this is a different organization that's on that corner. And, um, Are they the same people? I don't know. But um, but they're definitely a different organization. So that was interesting to learn. Um, But, you know, I'll tell you what, just going in to meet with these people, I was trying to I don't know, I I, kind of wanted to go in there and be somewhat even handed. Um, I didn't want to come out aggressively. I wanted to just like I do with the political candidates that I interviewed. I want to just give them a chance to tell their story right? Because I think that's interesting to me, and it's interesting to you if you're listening or if you're watching. And so I, my, my plan going in was basically just to ask them, hey, wh- what are you doing? How's it going? What reactions are you getting? What are you hoping to accomplish? Um, you know, which was some of the curiosity of the people in Poway Underground. So I figured I'd ask questions along those lines. But man, I, I tell you, I, I learned a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more going on in that, And it? Like I said, it, it it turned out real swell and lovely. And and then, you know, there was a little bit of a dark side, but from some people that you might not expect. Um, so that's a, that's the tease right there on the podcast, which I'll get to. And then also, you know, full disclosure, um, I'm an independent voter. I'm no party preference. Um, I am not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. In fact, I have a great amount of opposition to the policies of those two parties and to many of their leaders. And if you listen or watch my podcast, you'll know that because I talk about that a lot. Um, But um, that doesn't mean I'm neutral, okay? Not at all. I mean, I have very strong opinions on certain issues. But going into this interview process, I kind of wanted to play a little bit of a neutrality piece because I wanted them to be able to express themselves without feeling like I'm attacking them or I didn't want to you know, given the impression I was supporting them or not supporting them, I just wanted them to be able to tell their story. Um, and I'll tell you, the, the initial things that I observed while I was out there is that it was just free expression, man, and I love that. I mean, it's people expressing their First Amendment rights, free speech. They were out there just standing up for, for the, what they believe in, and I just thought that was great. And the protesters were all very well-behaved. Um, they, they were enthusiastic. They were positive for their, their guy, and people driving by, they're honking their horns, expressing positive. So it, it was really— Generally, very feel good as I got started on this. And so um, we started on the anti Trump corner because I was near where we parked our car. And uh, my first opportunity was to speak with the spokesperson for the anti Trump group. I mean, some people would call them the liberal group. I, I don't know if that's the right representation. It's definitely an anti Trump group, is the best way to put it. And their spokesperson was Kate Tilton. And so here's a little bit of our conversation with Kate. Hey everybody! Here I'm here with Kate Tilton from you know Poway resident here on the corner of Twin Peaks and Pomerado Road, and this is a really active spot here for people with free expression, sharing what they believe about national and local politics.
1: Kate, how you doing? I'm fine, thanks, John. All right,
0: so tell me a little bit about what your group is doing here on the street corner.
1: Okay, we are the Poway Huddle. We formed just a couple months after Trump's inauguration Mm -hmm. uh, just a group of like-minded people who were worried about the direction the country was going. Mm -hmm. We have been here for nearly two and a half years.
0: Right on, okay. And so what kind of reaction are you getting? I mean, hearing people honk their horns and around here. So what's it been like?
1: <laughs> well, the honking is uh, louder and more constant now since the other side of the street has big signs that say, honk.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: uh, but for a couple of years, we've had positive response mostly, uh, friendly we have had people cars and come and chat with us. Nice. Ask if they would be welcome, and of course
0: they are. Yeah.
1: So we, we've gained members that way. So changing
0: hearts and changing minds. Is that what this is all about?
1: We're not really looking to change so much as encourage. Okay. Um, especially in the fall, each year we promote, no matter how you're gonna vote, vote!
0: Yeah, right on. It's important. Okay, it is, it is important.
1: It is our biggest privilege as citizens, mm-hmm. and too many people don't take advantage of that
0: privilege. That's great. I I just think what you're doing is wonderful. You know, regardless of the political perspective, you're out here exercising your First Amendment right. Absolutely. You know, and you're and you are what makes America great. I mean, this is all about loving the the values and ideals of our nation.
1: We think it is. Yeah, and we want to be seen, be heard, be part of the process.
0: Right on. So, Kate, is there anything else you want to share with our our neighbors here in Poway about your efforts and maybe how they can get involved?
1: We are here every Sunday from 11 to noon. It's Mm -hmm. only an hour. We generally have extra signs. If you're not feeling creative that day, just hop in the car, come on down here. uh, spend an hour, make your feelings known to the public, and meet some awfully
0: nice people. Wonderful. Kate, thank you very much for spending some time with us. We really appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Thanks for being here, John. Thank you. So as you can tell, Kate is a very pleasant person, and her team is out there just standing up for their principles and just expressing their values out there on the street. And I just thought that was great. And you know, Kate runs a very nicely organized group there. She's Created a whole bunch of signs that, and so newbies, if they want to come out and support them, there's signs there for them to pick up, and they can they can join in all the fun. And they had some music going on, some some you know positive energy was there, so it was great. I mean, they were out there sharing the love with the people driving down the street, and it was super. Okay, so then um, Zeke and I we walked across the street and went to the Trump side and there we had an opportunity to, to meet with their spokesperson, and his name is Russell Zamera. And Russell is the gentleman that we've seen many times around Poway, just really enthusiastically supporting President Trump. And so here is a bit from our conversation with Russell. Hey, I'm here with Russell Zamera here on the corner of Pomerado and Twin Peaks Road, and we um, are here on the, the Republican, the Trump side of the street. Russell, how you doing? Excellent, thank so, you for stopping. My pleasure. So Appreciate it. tell me, how, how's it going? I've been
2: seeing you, your team out here for quite some time. What kind of reaction are you getting? We're getting a positive reaction. It all started when I read a newspaper article about the Donald Trump haters. Uh huh. So I kept walking by here every Sunday until I figured out when they're here. Okay. So I started a grassroots movement because I love Donald Trump. Right, I could tell. And I started it on this side of the street by myself. Mm-hmm. And now I have a lot of people that are joining me, as you can see. Yeah, you've got probably about 25, 30 people out here with you. And all the people on that side of the street are peaceful except one of them. Right. Right. The guy... What happened when I first came out here Mm -hmm. is I I was flying my flag on this side of the street. Two young 17-year-old girls were with me. Right. One of the guys from across the street named Curtis Across the street and stood behind me holding a KKK approved sign over my head. Yeah. And people were driving by filming it. Yeah. And then thinking that it's my sign. Right. They were trolling you, weren't they? They were trolling me big time. Yeah. But anyway, I, I walk all over the city and I started flying my banner at different intersections. And that same guy was trailing me all over the city. And the sheriff refused to do anything about it but anyway enough of that i love donald trump right on and i think we're going to win the next cycle in a landslide that's my prediction right on i think we're going to have over 319 electoral votes this, this really? cycle what, but,
0: what states do you think he's going to flip in his column for the next election? new hampshire
2: new mexico mm-hmm. and minnesota
0: really yes and he was just in minnesota
2: oh i know yeah.
0: But I, I think what you're doing here is, is great. And I, I, even the people on the other side of the street, I like what you're doing. It's it's free expression.
2: Yes. It's First Amendment. Absolutely. You know, free
0: speech. This is what makes America great, you know?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And also, today, John, I would like to wish you a happy birthday to the United States Navy. Okay. They were founded on October 13, 1775. 244 years ago today. Right on. So I want to say my hats off to all the soldiers and sailors out there that sacrifice their life and their blood and their time for this great country. Wonderful Russell. And if you just share like maybe some final comments and you know how people can get involved, how they can connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Well, they can, they can connect by just coming up here on Sunday. So, my purpose for coming out here is, number one, not to let these people go unanswered. Okay. But number two, to let citizens know that it's okay to come out of the closet, because there are a lot of closet conservatives Right. who will drive by, they will wave, they will give you the thumbs up, and then when you point to the honk for Trump sign, they won't honk because they don't want their fellow neighbors to know that they support Donald Trump. Right. That's why all the polls in the last cycle had it completely wrong. Mm-hmm. I remember Fareed Zakaria on CNN the Sunday before the election. Sunday morning, at 7 a.m. Let's be clear. Donald Trump has no path to 2-7. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to win. Me neither. Yeah. I went to sleep. I woke up. It was my birthday, November 8th of 16. Yeah. So I woke up, put on the TV, and I thought I was hallucinating. And then I started watching what he's getting done. Right. I mean, in my mind, Donald Trump, when Obama was in charge, there was 40 people chasing after one job. Mm -hmm. With Donald Trump in charge, we have 40 jobs chasing one worker. So I I love it. I love you're out here. You're expressing your views. I do it every day. Right on. I walk for Donald Trump. Well, Russell, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. John, I appreciate you
0: stopping in. Right on. Okay. Well, good luck to you. Okay. And so... You can see Russell, you know, he's he and his team, they're all very positive. They got a well organized system and you know, they're getting people as we were there, more people were showing up with their Trump signs and flags and and they were also getting a lot of love from people on the street. And so, you know, we we ended up doing these two interviews. They're short interviews, as you could tell. I mean, where we showed you everything. I think they were each about three to five minutes long and, and it was pleasant. And and then what happened is is that while while we were done with the Trump side, we came back to the anti-Trump side of the street, and Zeke is out there with his camera, and he's getting some video, some of the B-roll, you know, that you're probably seeing while I'm talking, um, you know, of, you know, a, we're trying to get a little bit of a scan of all the protesters and their signs, and we realized that we had just gotten some on the anti-Trump side, so Zeke went over to the Trump side to get some more of that B-roll, and so while he was there, um. I was, you know, hanging out um, on the anti-Trump side, and I just, just a lot of interesting things I learned and witnessed. And the first thing, and this is a great thing, is it turns out that Russell Zamora, who's the n- number one lead guy on the Trump side, is very good friends with Phil Factor, who was one of the protesters on the anti-Trump side. And it was really neat, because I I ended up talking to both of them, and they both admitted that they're great friends, but they just have very different political points of view. And so they typically don't talk politics as much, Um, but they've known each other a very long time. And I was thinking it was kind of like the President Bush um, with Ellen DeGeneres at the NFL game, you know, where... You know they they may disagree on things, but that doesn't prevent them from being friends. And I just thought that was awesome, um, the fact that you know they were out there expressing them themselves enthusiastically, standing up for what they believe. But then when the day is done, they get back together. It's almost like those, you know, old Bugs Bunny cartoons where it was um, uh, Wile E. Coyote and the Sheepdog. You know <laughs> when when they would punch in and they would be enemies, and at the end of the day they'd punch out and go home and and have dinner and drinks together. So um, it was neat. I I just thought that was special. And a side note is I got to know Phil Factor and Phil is actually gonna be running for Poway City Council. He'll be running in District 2 against the incumbent Barry Leonard. Um, And I invited Phil to come on board and do a podcast interview here on the John Riley Project. And just so you know, that invitation is extended to all political candidates in San Diego County. Whether you're running for city council, for mayor, for school board, if you're running for county supervisor, if you're running for Congress, um, if you're running for the you know water district or Palomar Health Board, it doesn't matter, whatever, if you're a political candidate and you want to have an opportunity to sit down for a long-form interview, we might go a half hour, an hour, hour and a half, as long as it takes, and you just want to express your um, background, your history, your campaign platform this place is open to you, uh, because I think this is great for our listeners and viewers and the voters, but I think it's also great for you as a candidate to get your message out, because it's so hard to get your message out. It's so expensive to get your message out. I'm providing that opportunity. So um, anyway, so Phil Factor will be joining us at some point, he said, uh, prior to the election, which for him won't be until November of 2020. So we've already had one announced candidate here in Poway Council that's done a sit down with me, Chris Olps, Great conversation. We learned a lot about Chris and his backstory, his family, his history in town and some of the things he wants to accomplish if he's elected. So hopefully Phil will be joining us as well. Um well anyway, so while I'm there, I'm I'm just chit chatting um on the anti-Trump side with with Kate Tilton, because we had met earlier and I was standing in the shade and 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 Zeke was across the street. You know, I told you, getting more of that B roll and and he ended up striking up some conversations with some of the Trump people. And so um, I had an opportunity to like, hang out for like 10 or 15 minutes, um, and the, it was incredible. Like I said, the, the protesters, remember, on both sides, the Trump and anti-Trump people, were all very well-behaved, very enthusiastic, you know, all positive. Um, you know, well, some of the placards weren't positive, but you know, people were generally out there with a smile on their face sharing their message. The thing that was amazing is that the were the were the people that drove by and I got to take in a little bit of this and sure there are people honking their horns and giving big thumbs up and there's some love going on for both sides of the street but there was a lot of vulgarity and obscenities that were hurled from the people driving by and, and that was incredible um, now granted everyone has the right to free expression, but it was just interesting. You, know, you think of the vitriol and the anger um, that exists in the political discourse today, how it's permeated through all different layers of society, and then you see it here where people are driving by. And I'll tell you, there was one case where there was a uh, – it was like a, like a minivan or maybe it was more of an SUV drove by, and it's like a suburban mom, and she had two – Young teenage girls in the back, in one in the passenger seat and one in the back seat, and then they got out and they were turning, they were going southbound on Pomerado, turning um, east on Twin Peaks, passing by all the anti-Trump people, and you saw them hanging out the window with big smiles on their face, and you thought, hey, they're showing their love, and they were they were dropping f bombs. They were going f you, and they didn't say f, they said the whole word. They're going f you, and drove by, and I'm thinking. That was a mom and her two daughters or her mom and a daughter and a friend that drove by and that's what's going on. I mean, I was just blown away by it. So, um, And then there was another case. It was this big motorhome drove by and granted, I'm only standing around for like 10 or 15 minutes watching this and this big motorhome goes by and the driver in the driver's seat leans out the window, gives a big thumbs up to the Trump supporters and then the, his female companion in the passenger seat leaned out her window and flipped off all the people on the anti-Trump side. So, and I was standing next to Kate Tilton and I was saying, can you believe these people? And she goes, oh yeah, we see it all the time. And I was like, wow. (laughs) So it's interesting because you you go there and you're expecting the rowdy ones, the angry ones, the um, malcontented ones to be the protesters. But in fact, the angry people were the people that were driving by. Um, and, and granted, yeah, I saw uh, other cases of people really angry at the Trump people, right? So people yelling at them and stuff. But I just happened to be on the anti-Trump side when I was able to really take it in. So um, that was something. Um, and you know, granted, the people that were offering these vulgarities and obscenities, they're definitely a subset. I'm not saying everyone was like that. But... You know, I, I saw multiple occasions of this in a very short window of time. Uh, and I started thinking about that reaction, and I started thinking, well, who are these people driving by? And they're obviously Poway people. Um, it's one of the major intersections in town. And I remember back in 2014 when I was a candidate, I did some analysis of the voter rolls, and I used to always have it in my head um, that, roughly speaking, that Poway was 50 percent Republican, Democratic and 25% Independent, and that was just something really easy for me to remember in my head. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to come back and I went back through the data. I pulled up the database and did a pivot table in Excel and and figured it out again. So just to share, in Poway there are 28,869 registered voters, and this was as of 2014. So things may have changed a little since then. Um, Of those. 12,949 are Republicans, so 44.8%, so almost 45%. I said 50, but it's pretty close. Okay, and then the Democrats, 7,132, which is 24.7%, which is basically 25%. And then no party preference is 7,384, which is 25.6%. So, and then the remainder are third party. There's 1,404, so that's 4.8%. So again, that's still pretty close, Um, 25% independent, 25% democratic. I'm going to round up, 50% are um, Republican. Um, But uh, it's interesting, though, of those uh, 1,404 third-party voters, 931 of them are registered with the American Independent Party. And I know a lot of people that register for that party think they're registering as an independent voter, but they are, in essence, registering as a as a party member of a completely different party. Um, and I know there's been some lawsuits going on trying to prevent them from using the name independent because of this potential misrepresentation. So if you assume that um, they were all legitimately independent, then really the no party preference is probably closer to 30% in Poway. Um GOP 45, and the Democrats about 25. Um, So it it is interesting. And then, of course, you know, Poway is one of the most, or it's one of the most, or or the most conservative city in San Diego County. Um, And, you know, our mayor is a Republican, and and I think every member of the city council is a Republican, if I recall. Um, And if they're not all Republican, then they certainly lean in that direction if some of them are independent. But it it does strike me always as odd is that in a community, you know, here in Poway or even any other so called conservative community, I always wonder why in the heck do they support Trump? Because Trump is not conservative, not at all, not in his lifestyle, not in the policies he puts forward. Um, In many ways, he is, you know, he's a populist, he's not a conservative. But yet, conservatives are just so strongly in favor of him. I think. Some of this, if you go back and listen to my prior podcast about the elections being rigged, I think a lot of—this is just my opinion. There are some people that legitimately love Trump for all the reasons that they've been to express, and I think Russell does a good job of it in our interview that we just shared. But there's a lot of other people that are hardcore Republicans, mostly because they don't like the Democrats. And I think it's true in the other direction, too. I think there's a lot of people that are Democratic voters— mostly because they don't like the Republicans. And so that's the lesser of evil things. I invite you to go back to my Elections Are Rigged podcast that I just recorded a few days ago. Um, I really get into that. I think that's pretty interesting. So um, now here was one other thing, and this was an amazing juxtaposition that we saw out there on the street. You could almost say it was artistic in a way. Um, And let me set it up. So on one side of the street, uh, you know because it's a, it's a very busy street corner and there are four corners. So on one corner, you've got all the Trump people and they got the flags going and they're all fired up and they're giving people are honking as they're driving by. And then on the other side of the street, you've got all the anti-Trump people and they got all their placards and their signs and people are honking and giving them love as they drive by. But in the middle of the street, on the median, dead center between these two groups is a beggar. <laughs> A beggar with a cardboard sign, asking for money, and I, you know it, it was just interesting because, you know, the beggar is obviously hitting up the cars as they're making the left turn at the at the light because he's right there on the median, and I'm thinking, wow, you know, like these people are protesting, but the fact that there's a beggar, that's the problem. I mean, that's a real issue. That's what we need to figure out how to solve. And and again, there's a Whole number of ways you can go with that, um, but I think the the beggar in many ways represents a slice of society that is not represented at all by these two groups, by the the Trump and the anti-Trump or the Republican and the Democrat or the left and the right. I mean, these are people that are really in the shadows of society that aren't represented, that are struggling for various reasons. Um, But it was just really interesting to see him in the middle of these two groups, in many ways representing the failure of our entire political system um, and really representing the plight of a lot of people in California, in America that are struggling. Um, So it was interesting to me. Like I said, it was was almost artistic, you know, the way that you've got this one dude (laughs) literally right in the middle of these two groups. And it was almost like the groups were— Almost, I mean, every, they noticed him. I was talking to Kate, and she noticed him as well. But but it was almost like it was unfazed. You know, I was surprised neither side went and embraced him, the beggar, and brought him over to their side and helped him and provided some love for that person. They just kind of left him in the middle. <laughs> and, um, so that was interesting. Um, so, I again, I, I, I thought it was a great experience because – It was fun to get to know these people. Um, They're passionate for what they believe in, which I think is great, both the Trump and the anti-Trump people. They um, are expressing their views, free speech, free expression. Again, you're you're not going to find any stronger supporter of the First Amendment than me. Um, And so I love that they're out there doing it, you know, and they're brave. I talk about that in this podcast. Be braver. Stand up for what you believe in. And that's what I'm trying to do in this podcast you know, it'd be easy for me on a Saturday, Sunday afternoon just to go to the beach and check out, uh, but I'm challenging myself to put myself out there, to put myself out there in front of lots of people um, on iTunes, Stitcher, you know, Spotify, on YouTube, and be, I'm prepared to take the criticism, and I've taken some in this podcast, um, but I know that I'm standing up for what I believe in, and you know what? These people are doing the same darn thing, and whether you agree with them or disagree with them, I think it's great that they're doing it because, you know, I mentioned it to both of them. You know, the whole notion of "Make America Great Again," you know, which has been this kind of cliche, and it's almost been warped into all these different versions of it. I couldn't help but say that that this is what makes America great: is the fact that we have free expression, the fact that we can speak our mind without being thrown in the gulag by the government. that's a great thing, and you know, just as an aside, I was talking to Kate, and I said, "Hey, I mean, did you have to get a permit?" And she said, "No, as long as there's no planned march, as long as we're not disruptive to pedestrians, as long as we're not in the street, then we can stand here and hold our signs." And I said to her, "I go, it's sort of like the sign twirl- twirlers that you see for supercuts or something," and she said, "Yeah, it's exactly like that." Um, so it's cool that they allow this. It is uh, just an interesting aside, is that. Political campaign signs are illegal, but when people are out there doing it, then it is legal. It seems kind of a contradiction. I digress uh, a little bit of a tangent there. So, again, um, hope you enjoyed this. Um, if if you like more of this, let me know. You know, join me on social media. You can join me on the John Riley Project Facebook page. Also, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. i my handle's John Riley Poway. Let me know what you think. You know, make some comments in the YouTube. Um, comment section, if you'd like, um, or in the, in the social media thread where I post this. I'm interested in your opinion. What do you think? What do you think of these protesters? Um, what do you think of the people driving by and the, some of the things that were said and done? Um, love to hear from you, and let's have a conversation about it. Um, like I said, um, this forum is something of a community forum. I, I would welcome any candidates to join me here, any community activists um, would love to have you as a guest. You can join me here. We can have a sit-down conversation and share that with our community. Um, so what can you do if you're a big supporter of this podcast? Hey, if you think we deserve it, go on iTunes. Leave a five-star review. That would be so wonderful. More importantly, recommend this to a friend. Share this with your neighbor, with your um, fellow churchgoer, maybe you you're, you have children that play sports together and you're in the bleachers supporting the, the kids. Hey, let them know about this podcast, the John Riley Project a podcast about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And we talk about economics and business and politics and culture. We talk about electric vehicles and we talk about local issues here in San Diego County and even in this North County inland area, Forest Ranch, Saber Springs, Rancho Peñasquitos, Carmel Mountain Ranch, Rancho Bernardo, and Poway. I live here in Poway. Love it here in this city. Um, we talk about local issues here as well. So please share the love. That would be so appreciated. Um, and, um, hey, thanks a ton for listening. Thanks for watching. And I've got a closing quote. I always have a great one. And this is from one of the all-time greats, Bob Marley. Man, love Bob Marley. And he says, get up, stand up stand up for your rights get up stand up don't give up the fight right on bob thanks a lot for all of you thanks for listening thanks for watching to john the john riley project it is monday october 14th 2019 this is episode 81 and we'll see you later folks bye bye <laughs>